Welcome to Vermontitude. New episodes drop every Tuesday and can be found by going to vermontitude.com, reformer.com, or BCTV. We come to you from the studios at the Innovation Box on Flat Street. I'm Peter Fish Case, and each week I cover the topics that are of concern to Wyndham County and the towns that reside within its borders. Today we are talking with Brattleboro Common Sense organizer Kurt Dimes, BCS championed the original bill that now gives 16 to 18-year-olds the right to vote in Brattleboro as well as run for public office. Kurt, welcome to the show. Hi, Peter. All right. Hi, everybody. Um, all right, let, let's, um, let, let's, let's drill into this thing. Now, this thing started in 2013. This is, give us a little bit of the history. How did this, this, this idea um, kind of float to the top? Uh, I'll tell you. Um, and thank you for knowing that it started in 2013, because a lot of people talk about the original version from 2019. Okay. In 2013 and before, um, BCS, that's my group, Brattleboro Common Sense, was already uh, concerned about the state of activism, the um, energy that people had. Okay. And I noticed, um, I noticed that whenever somebody with pigment showed up at a representative town meeting or somewhere else, the oldsters like me, you know, would get all excited. Oh, there's a young person here, you know. Right. The thing is, you know, people really needed young people to show interest in their town. And um, I had already been thinking, I was in touch with a number of people in other countries. You know, other countries, they give the vote at an earlier age. And I really started thinking about it. And then uh, Chris Pratt, a local um, photo, uh, internet journalist, um, he said that uh, activism would get nowhere until youth were activated, until youth were activated. Okay. And that stuck with me for a couple of years. All right. It seemed the obvious thing to do. So in 2013, we started the campaign. All right. Um, I will say in a former life, um, I was hosting a radio show and I, and I talked to your uh, daughter, Rio, who was a big part of championing this thing, I think on a high school level. Mm -hmm. um, she's still activated in this. No, not in this particular issue. No. Okay. Um, let's let's get into um, what what is the true adult attitude towards towards youth activism. Uh, it's that's a heavy question. Yeah. Well, it's a big um, one. A lot of unpacking to do on that one. Yeah. Um, adults like to support or like to think they support youth activism, but they they uh, make young activists into poster children. Mm -hmm. uh, I can think of a number of events. The, uh, in 2018, there was a, a walkout, quote, unquote, walkout from the high school when the kids were really going to demand strong action and show how you know, passionate and how much of an emergency they were talking about uh, gun safety. Right, yep. And the, let the uh, administrators at the, ta at the school got hold of this thing, which is supposed to be kids getting out of school, walking out. Right. And just turned it into kids going in front of the school and standing there for a minute while the adoring public applauded and applauded as if these people had discovered the southern passage to, to, to Antarctica. They were really overboard with the praise. Um, and that's, you know, lowering the bar. Right. Another thing was this, this uh, the school, um, the school board has a youth member. Yep. Who can't vote. Okay. Who, who can't vote and whose time is actually limited. Nobody's time is ever limited in a, in a, in like that, but they have a special rule. This person can only talk 10 minutes, and 
her vote doesn't count. But this this matter has been in the paper, in the Reformer, twice. Right. Last time, around a week ago, big article. Oh, my God, youth leadership, youth leadership, uh, youth, what a terrific example. That's really setting the bar awful low. Okay. And... Um, so you don't you don't you don't necessarily agree with the praise, or are you, no? The, po- you... the point is that she, that there's praise for nothing happening yet, ah, and that's lowered the bar. Okay. And those other kids at the uh, student walkout, all they did was leave class for ten minutes. Right. They didn't start anything, and the, and people were just about crying and fainting with praise for these for these kids. Good for them. They walked out and get a breath, get a breather. But that's not that's not, that's a, not hardly active. even counts as activism. I right. Think. Does it does it do anything for it? I mean, you can you could say it doesn't count as activism. I'll push back a little bit. I'm going to say that that it did bring at least within the moment the attention to the issue that they were trying to bring attention to. Yeah. No? Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Compare, compare it though to what attention uh, they might have uh, got understand. if they had done what they wanted to in the in, at first right. instead of getting inhibited by the administration. All right. All right. Let, let, let's 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 get into this thing. Oh, wait. Now. One one more example. Oh, sure. In 2018, later that year. Uh, Rio, yeah, uh, and your daughter, my daughter, mm-hmm. she did a. Uh, you remember the disruption of the um, the heifer stroll parade? I do. I mean, the whole state remembers that. Yeah, we got loads of praise. Yeah, and we congratulated ourselves and patted ourselves on the back, and you know, you know, BCS and Rio did this great thing and so forth. And then a couple months later, we realized, and we looked through all the correspondence we got, not one person actually said to proceed with what the proposals were. Okay. Helping farmers and declaring an emergency. Everybody said, hooray for youth, but nobody said, do what the youth are demanding. Interesting. So it's, you know, they, they like children to show up, but they don't want to do what children are saying. It's like a Twitter post. It's there for a second, then it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Um, so here I'm, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to push back for a second. Push All back. Right. Um, as much as I like the idea of a 16, 17-year-old, 18, you can vote anyway. So let's just deal with the 16 and 17-year-olds. I like the idea that they're able to have some say in their community and who gets elected to office. Uh, I like all that. Um, the running for public office piece of this, and and I think that as you just, as you just said and stated, um, the school board member has a kid who can represent the school but can't have a vote, and I don't think that that's right either. I don't think that you limit their time either. I think that if you're going to commit to it, you commit to it, like this commits to it, all mm-hmm. right? Um, but when we get into things like collective bargaining agreements, uh, union contracts, and things like that, is there a 16-year-old that's really capable of making that decision? This is my pushback. Yeah, I think that you'll find the ones who get involved, yeah. the people who vote mm-hmm. among youth, are they going to be the right kind of kids? I, I I would hope so. I would hope so. I mean, I you know again having um, have, having just spoken with with a few kids, much like Rio, you know, smart, critical thinkers. I'm comfortable with them. But there are kids like I put into uh, my basket when I was 15 or 16 years old. Not 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 not, not whip smart yeah. back then. I, well, compare if you can, if you can remember when when you were a kid. Yeah. Were there other other activists, more active, socially engaged kids, mm-hmm. your your peers. Mm-hmm. Okay. There were. Those would be the ones that would vote and join the select board and the RTM. You would hope. You'd hope. Right. I mean, but that doesn't necessarily. But if you open it up to one, 
you open it up to all. Yeah. And then and then again, my pushback is that somebody like me, I'll be honest with you, if this was presented to me at age 16, I would run just because I thought it was funny. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you know, just because I thought I could, I could run and I was I was fairly popular, uh, which means I could actually win. Now I'm in this position where I'm 20% of a voting body of a town. Uh, and I'm sorry to tell you, that's where for me, just speaking on my behalf at a, as a 16-year-old male adolescent, mm-hmm. that's, where the, that's where the rubber r- removes from the road. Yeah, I, I think if, if a goofy kid wants to just run for the sake of it, the people are not going to vote for that person. Won't, he, he or she won't get elected. Right. But if you are in a small town, again, this is me just – I'm going to stop pushing back on a second – um, if, if you're in a small town uh, where the voting po- uh, body has now suddenly doubled because kids 16, 17 uh, can vote, um, it's a little, it could be a little bit of a game changer. Oh, you get a little you, tense. You think all the kids are going to vote just because a kid is a kid? Uh, why no, not? No? no? no is that no. silly? Is that silly yeah, to think I that? Think I got, I got, a, I got a, some more respect for these young people. Okay. And, and not that many of them. All right. And not that many, Peter. It's just going to be... I got the number somewhere. Theoretically, it might be a uh, hundred kids or so. Really? Yeah. That few. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, and, and again, so we are talking about the rights for sixteen and seventeen year olds. Again, at eighteen, you can vote anyway. At eighteen, I think you can run for public office. What does happen in in the in the sense of like? Um, uh, well, I can t- speak as a select board member. We went through um, all, all the. Uh, all the union contracts and everything like that. I think can can an, a sixteen year old sign off on these contracts? Yeah, it's, it's been it's been determined. I mean, that wasn't even an issue in twenty fifteen. Um, the the town attorney thought it was fine. Okay, he had other gripes. Yep, um, and then uh, it came up in again in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. It's it's fine. The, the uh, Legislative Council had no complaints on that, on that account. As a matter of fact, the Legislative Council was the one that first agreed with me about putting the um, membership on the select board in the legislation. Okay. We hadn't planned to do it yet. Uh, we looked at it in 2013 and tw- 2014 and 2018 and found that uh, students were much more excited about membership on the, on the school board. Yeah. And they, uh, they took that sense. out. The, the legislature took that out because of conflicts with Act 46. Okay. Uh, but sort of, I guess, talk to Emily about it. Yeah. Um, they put that, they wanted to go ahead with the select board membership for other reasons, maybe to compensate for the lack of the school board. All right. Well, so, since you brought her up, um, uh, Kurt just mentioned uh, Emily, Emily Kornheiser, who's one of our representatives, Tristan Felino, another one, and Molly Burke. Mm-hmm. Am I correct? Are these the three people that kind of, uh, kind of pushed this bill through? Mostly Emily. Mostly Emily. Okay. Um, and um, have have you been involved in any of this? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All we right. talk we talk quite a bit. Yeah, uh, not so much recently because it's you know the, the legislation's been settled since 2019. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not 2019 since uh, 2022 and before. Okay. Um, so that version that was voted and vetoed in 2019. Yeah, had the uh, select board in there, the select board membership. Still okay. okay. Um, so it's my understanding. So um, Governor Scott vetoed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went back. Uh, they, they went back to the gridiron, if you will, um, to try to do that. And, and did did I read this correctly? This thing passed by one vote. They overrode the veto by one vote mm-hmm. in the 
in the lower house, I think, and yeah. in the Senate it was uh, dead even. Okay. On you know twenty twenty to sixty or whatever. It had yeah. Been. So close. Now was that a nail biter for you? I mean, how how bad did you want this? Well, BCS been working on it since 20, 2013. So <laughs> ten years ago, <laughs> we would like to get it done. Yeah. And you know, Peter, there's so many, so many screw ups, ups and downs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we wanted it pretty bad. You know, the it got it got messed up in 2014 because of a, a tainted election, uh-huh. and people really didn't understand. The select board was really off. Anyway, they, no, they that's were, fine. They were uh, really off the wall in 2015, and they screwed up the election. Then in 2018 and 19, we did everything by the book to get it onto the uh, the uh, electoral uh, the, the national election time. Yeah, uh, uh, but the. There was another screw up in town, so it missed that election, and it came to the following March, and then there was, and then, anyway, it was. Uh, yeah, it should have been in 2018, um, on the, on the, uh, the national election, which got a got a better turnout, and it would have come in before the interference with Act 46. Okay, so it would have been fully enacted. The thing that people actually wanted, and especially the students wanted would have been in gear before uh, Act 46. And it was no fault of uh, Rio or BCS that right. uh, that, that didn't happen. So th- this thing was, was brought to a vote uh, before the Brattleboro people. They seem to overwhelmingly want to support this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so why all the pushback, do you think? Well, which pushback? Uh, you know, from, from, from Governor Scott. Is it just him thinking I don't... That was a surprise to me because we, uh, we went to see him in 2020. And he was very much excited about it, okay, because it addresses his one of his main issues, which is uh, the youth drain out of the t- out of the state. Mm-hmm. He has a little plaque, a little number thing on his office door, you know, the number of people who are theoretically leaving Vermont that day. Okay, so it's a big thing, and he really said, "Ah, this is good. This is good." And I left that meeting thought, thinking that he was going to do everything he wanted. Uh, everything that we that he could do, right? I think he said yeah. something to that effect. He'll do what he could do, but he had no legislative input, right? Uh, and so I was surprised when the matter of consistency became, in his mind, a greater a greater issue. Um, so that that was too bad. Yeah. And we hope to go na- go statewide with this. We're still working on this, just starting right. it, to go statewide, and we'll ask the governor, "Hey, you want consistency?" Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do this. Let's give students a, a control in what really rules their life, the school, almost perhaps as much as their parents, almost as much as their family life. Let that be consistent across the state. We'll help. All right. That's what we'll say. So if you want to read more about this, um, we, can, uh, we can direct people to your website. I know that there's a lot of information, some, mm-hmm. some links, the actual bill as it was proposed, as it passed. And it's BrattleboroCommonSense.org. Yeah, or BRMSE.org. Bruce. Okay. <laughs> All right. Kurt, thanks for jumping on the program with us today. Thank you, Peter. Bye, everybody. Hey, 